Welcome to the Multifamily Five, where industry experts provide raw information about how they are achieving success in the current market conditions. And now, your host, Dallas-based real estate broker, Mark Allen. And welcome to the Multifamily Five. Today, we have a special guest, Carlos Flores of Old Capital. Carlos, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, Carlos, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, maybe a little bit about your background, um, where, where you're at today, and how you help investors. Sure, absolutely. Thanks, Mark. So I'm a commercial mortgage broker with Old Capital Lending, and uh, we arrange financing for all the major food groups like retail, office, industrial, multifamily, and some specialty, including like medical, self-storage. We even do some single-family portfolios if they meet uh, certain criteria. The way I got into this, eventually, I guess if we go back, in the last 18 and a half years, I've been in the corporate world and uh, leadership and management and sales and technical sales for a uh, $100 billion Fortune 50 company. And, um, you know, I had uh, gotten interested in real estate, actually been interested for a long time, got my first single family in 2006, and uh, decided to go into multifamily, um, I guess, around 2013, actually, put a stake in the ground and um, got a deal in 2014 where I became key principal on, and and uh, eventually by the time I've been in the 15, uh, ended up leaving the corporate world, uh, moving over to Old Capital, and I got both feet on the on the commercial side. Well, that's great. And and uh, what's the volume of loans that you guys you guys have done? Maybe in the last 12 months or so, you guys are cruising and doing a, putting a lot of debt on assets for investors. Yeah, so we're a small boutique shop. Um, you know, there's about, I think, six or seven people in the organization. Uh, we did 425 or so, 425 million, I believe the number was last year. And, nice. uh, that was a pretty large jump from the previous year. You know, there's a, there's actually, you know, as you know, there's a lot of activity, uh, in the CRE space. Sure. Absolutely. So tell me, Carlos, why would, uh, why would an investor, um, and maybe, both the single private or a more experienced group. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about the advantages of working with a mortgage broker and what kind of um, value they can bring? Sure thing. So I mean, for us, we work with individual investors and buyer groups, um, both new and experienced. You know, those that even have up to thousands of doors. And you know, working with an experienced commercial broker can literally you know make the difference in getting funded or being rejected. Uh, let me give you an example. So we review, for example, your, your personal financial package. Uh, we look, take a look at your business plan, do some in-house underwriting on the deal. We'll make recommendations. Uh, we can even help you find additional guarantors or more experienced partners if that's what's needed to make the deal work and it's something that, that you're open to. Um, sometimes we get into some, some equity situations as well. Um, or we can help with that, although I, I, you know, I don't even know if I want to say that because I certainly don't want phones start ringing and say, hey, can you help me find equity? Because, you know, we're, we're really on the debt side of the business and, and that's what we're looking to do and, and help you from that perspective. So then what we'll do is after that, we'll, we'll take that unique fingerprint and we'll take it to the appropriate lender that has an appetite for your particular situation. Um, we don't, uh, you know, there's, there's, I'll give you, there's some commercial mortgage brokers out there that, you know, they'll take something and they'll spit it out to 100 people and um, they'll just hope for the best. And, 
and that's not what we do. I mean, we know what people's appetites are in, in, in the lender community, um, how their buckets are at a particular time, and you know who has an appetite for what type of deals. And we certainly just want to limit whatever we're taking, maybe to one or two. The second, you know, being a backup or just to get maybe even a third, right? To just to get a, a, an idea of of, of where they're they're going to be, where they're going to come in in terms of pricing and terms. And uh, and then, like I said before, you know, have that backup in case we need it. But certainty of execution is is a big thing, right? We want to make sure we get that done. And so the other thing that we do is, you know, we keep an eye on everything, make sure that the key milestones are getting hit and everything's going on on schedule so that you uh, close on time. Great. You sound like a great uh, team member for both, you know, new investors and more experienced investors. So thanks for thanks for sharing that. Um, what's, I guess maybe in the last year or so, what's one of the biggest mistakes that uh, you've heard um, either through an investment group that you've worked with or, or a private investor um, or someone in the office that you uh, or the company Old Capital um, could have helped mitigate? Well, I'll tell you, there was actually something interesting that happened at the end of last year. If, re if you recall, a 10-year treasury shot up like 75, 80, 80 basis points back in November, right? Yeah. Um, caught a lot of people off guard, you know, either because they didn't allow enough margin in their performer or they weren't paying attention to it after it started shooting up. And, um, you know, while we can't predict interest rates, you know, we can certainly help you make appropriate assumptions in your underwriting to help you mitigate unforeseen circumstances. Sometimes there's additional things we can do to, you know, as, uh, that, that might come up. At the very end, where maybe we need to go back and, and change into a different type of of, uh, of program that's got better pricing. For example, if that shot up, and we can you know to need you to come back to, so that the numbers will work again, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there's other things like that that are available. Um, obviously, we can't predict rates, right? But that that's one thing that I know it caught a lot of people off guard. And uh, but even after they shot up, you know, it, it kept shooting up until about 260. And we still found that there was some people, you know, trying to use like a 4.9 or even a 5.0 mm -hmm. uh, interest rate in their pricing. And um, it just, you know, it wasn't going to work. Now, you know, now it does because it's lower again. But, um, you know, I don't think the market, uh, I think the market knew what was going on there, right? It was, it was after after the election. A lot of things were uh, uncertain. Mm -hmm. um, they knew they were going to raise the overnight money rate. And maybe they were trying to price that in. I, I don't know. It's like I said, we can't predict interest rates. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So you're out pounding the pavement. Um, you have some strong relationships with lenders. What new loan products are being offered um, as we enter, you know, Q2 of 2017 that are attractive, and and uh, why are they attractive? Well, I'll tell you, um, there's some new things that are starting to pop up, and maybe new is the wrong word. So. While they aren't necessarily new for 2017 per se, we're seeing more debt funds starting to get into the business and doing bridge lending, for example. Um, some of these, this is really great because national players, some of them, they they have no debt yield requirement. Um, they have a you know sub one or even no debt service coverage requirements, mm -hmm. and um, these usually start out. $5 million loan amount, and you can get up to 80% leverage, loan to cost uh, for multifamily. Uh, the other stuff is a little bit lower. It's more, you know, 70 75%. But um, it, it's kind of interesting. I'll give you an example. I brought a deal to one of them 
where um, it was a few million dollars for acquisition, the rehab budget or the CapEx budget on the deal actually cost the same amount as acquisition. It was a, the ratio was 100%. And they were still looking to get into it, and they were going to do it at 75% LTC, including rolling in closing costs. Mm-hmm. And that's to me, that's just insane, right? That, that there's people out there or businesses out there that are willing to do that right now. Um, it's not that credit has loosened up. We're nowhere where we were prior to this subprime. Um, but just with these new players trying to get in and, and the rates are still attractive too, because you would think that something like that might be hard money rates. But, you know, we're looking at, uh, 30 day LIBOR plus five or six. So, you know, these are six or 7% interest, which is pretty amazing in my book. Yeah. I guess from a, another thing too. So, I mean, from an agency standpoint, um, there's um, Fannie's got the green program, mm-hmm. and so that requires certain savings on electricity or water. In exchange, you can trim off to about 30 basis points off your rate. And then Freddie Mac made some changes effective February of this year in their small balance program. So the loan limit on that one it used to be capped at five. Now, now it'll go up to seven point. Yeah, well, actually, oh, wow. actually, it'll go up to 7.5 in particular mar- markets, right? And so let's look what, what that looks like a little bit. In a standard, the standard loans, or standard, I guess the standard market, the mm-hmm. loan limit was increased from 5 to 6, and that's probably what you've heard because where we are here, it's a, it's a standard market. Yeah. But in their top markets, loans are between 6 and 7.5 million. There's, there's, some, there's some other qualifiers for that. It's got to be, you know, 75 units or less. Um, but, you know, in the gateway cities, that's not necessarily a problem. They also added some new prepay options, and um, but you know, those are available in the top markets. What's interesting here that we can see, for example, is um, there's some lower base rates and custom, customizable I.O., so now you can actually buy interest only mm. in in increments of, of four bits per year up to 10 years. And obviously the further you get up into that 10 years, it's going to be subject to exception and review. But at least uh, it's, it's looking a little bit more like a cafeteria plan, um, which I love. It's, it's, it's actually pretty cool now. That's huge. What kind of, uh, side question, what kind of rates have you seen on the Freddie Mac small balance lately? So I'll give an example. I was looking at one of the, uh, that's the, broken down into four markets. Uh, or four tiers, I guess I should say. We've got top, standard, small, and very small. Um, I was looking at one in the very small, and the, the base rate that was starting out on that one, here was one point. Oh, it was five point one seven. Um, they just adjusted those down by ten, so now that that one's looking at at five oh seven. Compare that to a top or a standard market, which uh, is going to run in lower than that. Previously to that, it was it was uh, you know high fours. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now, depending on where you are, um, they they discounted the pricing a little bit. Discount is probably the right word, but they they, they lowered the the pricing between ten and thirty bits. So, okay. tell totally us about right now. Sure, tell us about. Uh, I, I guess will you share a case study with us? Maybe a refinance situation, or maybe where you put new debt on an asset. Yeah, so real quick, I'll tell you about a couple of ones. There was a um, had a group that was looking at refine, and um, you know, like normal, you would consider whether you wanted to, to sell or refi, and what that was going to look like. And um, 
what ended up happening in this particular case is the refi came in higher than it could have likely gotten sold for just because in order to get that price point, it would have had to beat or exceeded records in that sub-market. And this particular deal was like a late 60s um, product, and you know it, was, it seemed like it was a little bit too difficult to do that. And so they decided to go ahead and, and refi. On the other side of the coin, and something that, that you know you're really familiar with is we've got areas in town where rents have increased 100%, and um, they you know you've got that risk. So why would you want to take keep that risk then for the next decade or whatever if you're going to turn out and refi for a 10 or 12 year term when you can reduce the rest, get your money out, and go put it into something else, hopefully in a in a you know newer vintage, better asset class, or maybe even a better side of town. Yeah. Okay. Um, for last question, I know I'm, I'm adding questions, but this has been a good conversation. Um, for any new investors out there, uh, do you have any recommend? What's your biggest piece of advice um, in the current market cycle where we're at today? What's your biggest piece of advice, whether whether it be? Yeah, I'll let you answer that. What's your biggest piece of advice for for underwriting and um, and putting debt on an asset? Because I know you're an investor as well. Yeah. So. Just to clarify, are you trying to limit that to new investors or doesn't matter? Yeah, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Okay. So, well, where we are, right? I, I, I hate the, the what baseball inning are we in scenario, uh, analogy, so I won't use it. But <laughs> I, I, I will tell you that the, the no expansion recovery period has ever lasted longer than 10 years. Mm-hmm. And depending on when you put that stake in the ground, you know, whether it was to your preference, 2009 or 2010, um, most experts are putting it in 2009. So if you look at it from that perspective, you know, we might have about two to three years left. Um, now, that said, there can be all kinds of things that, that, that can make this one different, right? It's been slower and, and it like likely to last longer than the other ones. You never know, right? That's mm-hmm. not the business I get into. But what the way you want to, what I think you want to do at this point is hedge somehow and you can one way to hedge is by using utilizing long-term debt mm-hmm. so if you have the ability to do it and it actually makes a difference whether you're new or you've been in the business a while because a newbie may not necessarily be able to get you know a 10 or 12 year term with Fannie it's not going to happen unless they partner with somebody else Freddie will allow uh, and put new people in the business but still so you want to look for the the longest term debt that you can get something that's assumable Something that, uh, in, and with certain products, you can either, you know, convert from yield maintenance to some sort of step-down prepay if you think you might want to exit sooner, but still have that hedge of something longer. And so then, you know, let's say we've got, and I'm just guessing here, right? So if we've got two to three more years before we have a blip, if that lasts two, three, four, or five years, um, every time we go in and come out of one of these, you actually come out more acceleration than you had on the last one, so the property is likely to be worth more on the other side of a of a recession um, or you know some sort of depression recession, whatever it might be, where we have that blip. And so, if you got the long term debt, you can live to fight another day. Great advice. Great advice. Okay, well, Carlos, thanks for joining us. As always, we try to keep it uh, to five questions, but I think we, I think I stuck, I snuck a couple in there. But uh, what's the best way for the listeners to reach you? So, um, again, it's old capital lending. 
My email address is cflores, it's in Carlos Flores, so C-F-L-O-R-E-S at oldcapitallending.com. And probably the easiest way is by phone, which is 469-458-0600. Great. Carlos, thanks for the time, and I uh, hope to do a, a deal together soon. Thanks. Same here. Thank you, Mark. Happy to be Bye. on the call with you. All right. Take care. You too, Bobby.